It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E-C-O.uk. We're going to get chunked out of our beans. Let's do it. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. I come from the northern town of Ghoul. And you might be able to tell from my accent, I come from... Hull. And to our shame, we have been living in London now for ages. Too long, and we want to catch up with all the news that's been going on up north. This is Northern Northern News. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. People of the world. Join hands. It's the Northern New... I don't know the no, rest of that song. No, you derailed that love train very quickly. Oh, love train! It's the yes, love I remember train. It now. What have you been up to? Um, there's a corner, well, yeah. there's a corner <laughs> shop near my house. I go to that corner yeah. shop a lot. And? and when I'm there, I always buy a flapjack and a uh-huh. soft drink because uh-huh. when I'm writing, I need a bit of a sugar hit. Sure. But I buy flapjacks too much uh-huh. because I went in recently and the shopkeeper said, Ian... Which is a bad sign to like know me, and then went, uh, "What flapjacks do you want us to get in?" So now I'm just I'm in charge of the flapjack department at a shop. Oh, that's fantastic! How depressing is that? No, I'm the only one buying flapjacks. Ian, I'm in the exact same situation. I'm in the exact same bind with uh, Pepsi Max Cherry and one of the newer news agents that's opened up ah. near me. Because I went in, it just opened. I went in. And I looked around. He's got all the drinks. He's got mm. every single drink you could wish for under the sun, except he didn't have Pepsi Max Cherry. When you asked him. And I said, uh, he said, what are you looking for? Anything in particular? He was chatting, you know, because they'd literally just opened. And I was like, I said, do you know what? Honestly, I'm looking for Pepsi Max Cherry. I said, the shop across the road does it, but I have to go through the lights and cross. Mm. I said, you're technically closer. And if you had Pepsi oh. Max Cherry, I'd buy it. And he went, he wrote it down and said, I'll get it in. And he did. Nobody else is buying it, Ian, and now I feel like I, I am a man is ordering. Yeah, just for you. Yeah, so and we're in the same bind. And if he looks at that shelf and there's Pepsi Max chair on it, he's going to that fucking liar. That witch. 
So now what? That's going to be my shelves forever, is it? <laughs> Great. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I have to go there for it now. Oh, well, that's made me feel better. Well, there we go. What have you been up to this week, Amy? Um, um, I went to I went to the shop. I went shoe shopping. And honestly, I was just on a, a lunch break from a writing job and I was just perusing. Mm. Um, uh, and it was on Oxford Street and it was very busy and it was very hectic. And really what I wanted to do in, what I wanted to do in my heart of hearts mm. was just sit down. So I got some shoes and I took them to the bench to sit down. <laughs> tried some shoes on to have a little sit down. It was so busy on Oxford Street and it was raining and everyone was rammed and I thought, I just need a little sit down, sat down. And I'm trying the shoes on. The shoes are fine, mm. you know? The trainers, we're just trying some trainers on. They're fine. They're not the trainers of my dreams. Yeah. They're not the trainers of my dreams. They don't have a jetpack on the bottom. They do not have a single jetpack, crisp compartment, yeah. rollerblading. They're nothing. They're just your bog, your, your bog standard yeah. trainers. Fine. Try them on. Yeah, they fit. Of course they fit because they're in my size. I knew they were going to fit. I just want to sit down. Then I'm I'm putting my normal shoes back on and the trainers are next to me and this other store attendant comes over and she was just like, are these your shoes? And I said, I just tried them on. She was like, do you want me to try a different size? And I said, no, no, I'm fine. They're, I'm happy with them. What I was meaning was, fuck off, I'm having a little sit down. Yeah, yeah. And she heard, I'm happy with them. So she went, oh, great, I'll box them up. Oh. And then I didn't really understand what that meant. Because I was like, I don't know what, of course I know now what it meant. But in that split Mm. second, when she went, oh, I'll box them up. I just went, oh, yeah. I was thinking, put them back on the shelf or something. Yeah, put them back in the box. No, she'd box them and put out the till. Mm. And then I I spent £110 on some trainers that are fine. I think in that situation, I could have walked out because they're away from you. Yeah, but they're not far away. The seat is very much, the till is probably... Not mm. much further than you, and then she stood behind the till and she just said, "When you're ready." And I was like, uh, yeah. "Tell you what, I do what? Get my phone out yeah. and go. Oh my god, I'll be right there." <laughs> and do something like that. I'd pretend to have a gun, maybe. Yeah. Everybody, get down on the floor. Um, I don't want these trainers <laughs> back it up. Don't out. give me anything. Don't you dare sell me a single <laughs> thing. I swear to you, if you try and sell me one more thing, I'm going to just wave my fingers in the air. I feel like that in Lush. I know the mental breakdown in Lush. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? You go in, someone's like, um, I can help you with anything. No, 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 I'm just having a look around, thanks. Like 30 seconds later, I can't help you with anything. No, I'm just looking around. Third person, uh, can I help you? I've like, two of your (laughs) fucking dickhead mates have asked me and I've said I'm browsing. Why don't you keep your fucking ears peeled? Do you want me to write browsing on my fucking T-shirt in marker pen? I'm the only one in here because nobody else will come in because of your attitudes. Yeah. You walk through the door, they're basically kissing your neck. Mm. I can't stand it. Am I a light bulb? <laughs> Are you moths? <laughs> I said. I'll be say, I'll be taking them shoes back if anyone's interested. Okay. Um, I may have been scammed, but not scammed for long. Yeah, and that's the main thing. And to Temporary be honest, I'll pay £110 to have a sit down. Now and again, if yeah. you really want it. Well, something people don't know about me is I'm absolutely loaded, and um, I'll pay I'll pay 110 pounds to have a sit down, yeah, just for a laugh because I'm sick of all money in my bank account. Yeah, me too. I'm sick of it Tell sometimes. Me about it, it's weighing me down. May I tell you what's been going on in the north? Yeah, can do. It's all right. Can I, I think so. Yeah, just for the podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll do it for the pod then. I suppose. Now. 
Once again, we've done something that links into our preamble. Oh, really? I just find this happens. And I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about this. But it's, and nobody panic because it's fine, but it is gun related. Oh, my Lord. No, but it's fun. It's a fun gun. A fun gun? It's a bloody fun gun. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. That is the noise it makes because it's a Nerf gun. Oh. Yeah, because uh, in Hexham, the creation of Nerf Club is hoping oh. to get young people active. They're getting Nerf gun pop-ups popping up all over Hexham. Oh. Not all over Hexham. There's, there's one, maybe two. But what they're trying to do is find a fun way to get people moving who might not be the most sporty. And I sort of get that because they're saying, you know, you can do your organised sports, your team sports, but mm. you need a level of skill and ability and you either need to be fast or mobile or strong. Mm. Whereas with a Nerf gun, you can kind of do what you're able to yeah. do. Sit down. You could be in a wheelchair. You could be sat down. Yeah. You could be moving slowly. Yeah, yeah. You could be trying on some shoes. You could be trying... Nerf gun in each yeah. hand. Piao, piao. Oh, you could take it into Lush. Mm. Get back. Yeah. I know the products I like. Can I help you with anything? Yeah. <laughs> you can help me by being a target for me Nerf gun. <laughs> That's what I'd say. It's quite dark. I'd, I'd take it? the Nerf out. I'd put a bath bomb in there. <gasps> oh. Firing a bath bomb at them. No, you can't do that. Bath bombs are quite um dense. Yeah. Oh. You know what you said. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. I know what I said. No worries. Police are on the way. Yeah. Do you like a bath bomb? Not personally, I think. I don't have a lot of baths, so I just have to... Um, what I do is I sort of sellotape one round the top of my head and <laughs> get in a shower. <laughs> and have it sort of crumble over my head. Bath bomb hat. Mm. That's a great idea. You could get it in mm. um, like a plastic pint glass on a shower cap. Mm. Pop it in. Yeah. That's a good That's a good noise for it. And yeah, well, on second hearing, I was less impressed. Yeah, it didn't go the as first well. time I was like, "That's incredible!" Yeah, it was fizzing. But then I took then... a real. I was really listening, and then I was like, no. "Oh, I don't know about that." Ian, it was spectacular the first time. I don't want you mm. to doubt yourself. Yeah, yeah. The second time, I tried too hard. Oh. I was showing off. Sometimes you've just got to um, be relaxed and chilled. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to put a bath mm. bomb on your head yeah. and hope for the best. Might get that on a t-shirt as well. <laughs> Front. Sometimes you just got to put a bath bomb on your head. Back and hope for the best. Hope for the best. Northern news. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the organisation that's bringing these Nerf clubs is an organisation called Active Future, right? Mm. In the rest of the article, they put it in brackets AF and then they refer to it as AF. So it just sounds like as fuck. For every sentence. <laughs> for every sentence, yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, as fuck's ambition is to give people a lifelong love of sport and movement, stopping the exodus. Hang on, whoa. The exodus of what? Hang on. Stopping the exodus and tempting people back. To that... what? <laughs> yeah, it right. didn't say anything. Stopping the exodus and tempting people back. What, to the oh, Nerf gun go. shop? Here we go, there is... There's been a right exodus from the Nerf oh gun God. range. There's a... A fact above it, which I didn't, I didn't, oh. I didn't initially, I didn't initially see it, Ian. So it says, as fuck, a sports organisation, Active Future, is aiming to halt the alarming trend that shows eighty percent of children quit sports by the time that they reach the age of sixteen. Oh. So that's the exodus. So sixteen-year-olds are quitting. But I, I didn't know many kids who were doing like you do them at school. So yeah. at sixteen, you leave school, isn't that it? 
only knew like there's one kid in school who played badminton, I think, to a semi professional level. Clang. Um Did you do sport? Yeah, but only in like school. In school, yeah. But they're they're trying their best to get people from leaving sport and to just continue being active. Mm. They want people to have a more active AF lifestyle. But using Nerf, capitalised. Yeah. A game where players shoot soft tip darts at each other, they can engage all children, regardless of their athletic abilities, with meaningful movement. What I will say, though... Say it. ...is whoever in the group who's got the least movement... Yeah. ...is going to get fucking nerfed beyond belief. <laughs> Be like, oh, this is encouraging everyone. Like, that, that, that kid's getting nerfed out of his fucking mind. <laughs> Just uh, sat on a bench getting nerfed into oblivion. <laughs> Robin, do you want to go to Nerf Club? No. <laughs> Come on, Robin. Big, like, fat lip, black <laughs> eye. But <laughs> the last time I opened to Nerf Club, the bruises. Get wow. active AF, Robin. Yeah. Let's but go about bigger that, target. That'd be like your origin story where you're like, <gasps> first four weeks of Nerf Club, I was black and blue when I got back. Yeah. Because I, I couldn't move. And everyone was using that as part of their strategy. But by week five, the anger had taken over me. And I'd put bath bombs in my nurse. Yeah, gun. replace the nurse with bath bombs. And, uh, yeah, well, I killed two children. Oh, that's... And that's why I'm here in this Youth <laughs> Offenders Institute um, talking to you, the visiting group from a secondary school, to talk about the dangers of bath bombs. And nurse club. Yeah, but I still ripped... <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I'm surprised at how I took that. Yeah, I, I think we all are. Mm. But welcome back. But it does sound fun. I, lo- I lo- love firing a Nerf. Mm. I don't mind firing a Nerf. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of aiming and shooting. I haven't played with a Nerf in ages. Nerf Club. Mm. Do you know where Nerf Club is? It's in Corbridge, it's in Hexham, it's in Proudher. Ah, where? Proudher. 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 I'm a proud whore. I'm a feminist through and through. Yeah. Uh, Prude her. Prude her. The opposite. Prudish her. (laughs) I went to go and see that proud hoe. Turns out she was a prude. I got got it mixed up. That's why you must always enunciate. (laughs) Worst £110 I ever spent, except for those trainers. AF are trialling these clubs right across the UK with hopes of motivating thousands of youngsters to be more active. Thousands Mm. of youngsters with Nerf guns. Is that what we want? Is that what it's come to? Uh, Is that what this country has come to? I think it is what I want. What, just thousands of youngsters with Nerf guns? Yeah, yeah. I just can't get a Nerf. That should be the advertisement. (laughs) That's good, Ian. Yeah. If, if you start using that Nerf, I want a bit of money for it, please. Yeah, and I do as well, even though I didn't have anything to do with it. Please. I might start just going into meetings at advertising companies. I want a bit of money for this. <laughs> Who's that guy? Eh, uh, it doesn't matter. I bagsied a bit of money. <laughs> bagsy, bagsy 10%. Bagsy 10%. Yeah, fuck, 10%. That's a big part of our, like... Bagsy, he bagsied it, bagsied it. Oh, fuck, he bagsied it. Bagsied um, 100% of this money. Oh, fuck. We've worked on this for three years, this campaign. Mm-hmm. You've got Tiger Woods involved. Oh, bags in Tiger Woods on 0% now. Oh. You didn't bag us any of it. Lucky Tiger. That's me up, Pop. Ian, what has been going on that you have found in the North, please, today? Thank you. This is a story. It, All from about Didsbury how? Village. <laughs> the Didsbury Village. 
The headline is, petrified man who thought a terror attack was underway breaks his arm diving out of a Costa coffee window. Fuck. Lovely stuff. Oh, my God. Is he all right? Dived out. What triggered him thinking this? <laughs> As usual, I've read the headline. Oh, no. No, it is funny, though, this one. A man broke his arm diving out of a coffee shop's first floor window, <gasps> not even ground floor, after mistaking... School children shouting and banging some trays for a terror attack. Oh, <laughs> He's heard no. the trays banging and he's gone, fuck! Oh, God! He's smashed straight out of the window. First floor, smash his arm. And some oh. little school kid being like, I'm just banging me trays. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but apparently many customers were thrown into panic. People sitting on the first floor of the cafe reported to have freaked out when they heard shouting and several gunshot-like bangs. From a tray, eyewitnesses said the man, believing the premises to be under siege. Oh. Why are they targeting Didsbury Village, Costa? <laughs> Not even like a Costa in London. But you like, never know. Yeah, I guess. And we're, so, we're also paranoid because of yeah. stupid headlines. Yeah, yeah. Salacious headlines making us all feel fear in our yeah. very bellies. That school children banging a tray yeah. would convince you to... What? You're risking your life jumping out of a first floor building through a window. Yeah, yeah. Probably got a better chance of getting shot and living and jumping out of a first floor window. I reckon there's not a huge difference. No. Depends where you get shot. If you could get a tray and cover your front and back. Yeah, you should have picked up the trays, use it as a bulletproof vest. I'm sure they are all bulletproof. They've got to be out in the health and safety. <laughs> They've got to be, aren't they? I didn't even think when I said <laughs> Costa been like, we've got those trays in. <laughs> Hang on. Are these bulletproof? <laughs> They've got to be. We ordered bulletproof trays. They've got to be. Get them bulletproof trays to Disbury Village, first and foremost. Yeah. <laughs> Not London. No way. Disbury. Not central Manchester, no way. What about Disbury, one of the, the most affluent areas? <laughs> yeah. What about the village there? In the Costa? Yeah. That's where I'd, that's where I'd want to... Yeah. That's where I'd go. If I was worried at any mm. point in, when I was in the north my first instinct would be to get in the car and drive to Didsbury Village Costa because I know yeah, you know they've got bulletproof trays you know they've got the trays yeah sellotape enough of them around your body you'd yeah. basically be invincible you'd be like Iron Man <gasps> Tray Man Tray Man I'm a tray bake <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great yeah that'd be great Someone's trying to shoot you, and it's like, who's this woman? I'm a tray baker. Why would you leave her alone? She's come prepared. Who told her we were coming here? <laughs> it says eyewitnesses said the man, believing the premises were under siege, clambered out of one of the front windows head first before running to a nearby bank to call for help. It's even worse. Oh, He's just gone like, help! And then someone from the bank will have called the police, and the police will be like, what, just kids banging trays? Oh, it must have been scary. Yeah. Maybe I've told you before, but when I went to the Eiffel Tower, have I told you that? I don't think so. The Eiffel Tower at night. Oh. And we went up and it was beautiful. Mm. There was all the couples, you know, and I think maybe there was like people getting ready to propose and oh, stuff. It was yeah, really beautiful. Yeah. And then the Eiffel Tower got struck by lightning. Oh. Or so I thought. 
Uh-oh, kid banging a tray. <laughs> no, they just turned the lights on. But I'd never thought oh, about the, the Eiffel display. Tower. Yeah, yeah. Because when we went up, it didn't. the lights weren't on. Mm. And we was at the top and I just saw this light and it must have, there must have been a, a noise or something happening. And I dived to the floor, screaming my head off, like ruining this romantic atmosphere oh. and someone's proposal. Because I thought we'd been, I didn't, or even if it wasn't struck by lightning, I thought something terrible had mm. happened. So I'm, I can empathise yeah. with the Costa Coffee man. I do, when I was at the Eiffel Tower, I got this like intrusive thought that oh, no. what if it started just like falling over? Oh God! And I couldn't oh. not think about it, and I felt really uneasy because I was just thinking like, imagine feeling it go creaking over and just be like, ah, oh, well I'm fucked here, aren't I? Yeah. Top of the did... Eiffel Tower and it's falling over. Yeah, you are. You. I got no chance. No. I thought to myself, um, oh, but outwardly, God, I was trying to present that I was having a lovely time. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Six pound for a pint. And now it's time for our special guest, Sean Caveney, who comes from Lee and he's made it into the notable people section alongside Kathleen Mary Drew Baker, who is a British phycologist known for her research on edible seaweed. Sean, how are you on the um, the choppy seas of the north? I think that I've got sea legs. I think that somewhere deep down in my DNA, I was some kind of mariner. <laughs> uh, you know, I love I love being on the water. However, I have got no sense of direction whatsoever. So I'll probably be at sea for about two hours before I die. <laughs> well, sorry for bringing that up. <laughs> Bit of a nightmare. Yeah. Wow. Captain Keaveney's got a good ring to it, though, doesn't it? <laughs> I think people do say I'm like a cross between, what is it, Captain Birdseye and the, the, the guy with the beard out of Tintin. You know, so oh, love that. that. Captain Haddock, Captain Haddock, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's not a bad combo, though. Captain Haddock, Captain yeah. Birdseye. Well, Sean, so you're you're like us, you're a northerner living in London. Do you do you miss the north? I do. I miss it all the time. And I, I try to go up whenever it is possible. I've, I've got three dependents and um, uh, I think suppose you call them children. <laughs> and um, you know the, the two older lads are, are very southern, really. You know they're, they're they're constantly trying to teach my youngest daughter how to talk proper. So because oh, wow. you know they wind her. <laughs> no, it's bath. It's not bath. And then, but uh, but then, luckily, she stands her corner, even though she's not even four yet. She's like, it's bath. It's Love bath. that. Good. 
<laughs> so you should go out be in a battle of north and south within the house. But yeah, I go up a lot and um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just part of your DNA, isn't it? Do you have a, a specific place that you'd, if you had to show us somebody from the south who's not been to the north before and you had to show it off, where would you take them to say, this is the north and this is why it's great? I mean, I'm going to say something a bit more prosaic now. In Lee, we've been moaning for, I, I think, probably for about 60 years about the fact that we don't have a train station. And Wigan's got two, right? Oh. It's really annoyed us. Why have Wigan got two? That, that's the question we're all asking ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> it, what, why? Doesn't make any sense, right? But um, but what they did was they gave us a thing called the busway, which is. But <laughs> I know, I know, you're right to laugh because it, it's it's risible, really. But having said that, when they built it, it was right around the back of my dad's house. It's basically just a massive gouge in the in the earth that goes like across from Lee into Manchester, and a bus goes down it. Oh. But what it did do was it kind of opened up all the countryside, right, uh, in Lee and, and, the, and the environs. And it's just this, like, beautiful path that goes for miles and miles, and you can just walk down it, and you can come off it and go into different fields and meadows and stuff. You can go on bike rides. You can, you can let your kids go up there because it's not scary. And it's just, it's amazing. That that that's what I'd take. Really I'd take good. people there. To the bus yeah. I'd take people there. To the magical busway. I love the sound of that. Wait, so is it like a road that only the bus can go on? Can cars go on this? No, that's exactly all it is. Ah. It's just, it's, it, it, it's actually really, it's just a trench. And, and only a bus goes. It is. It's like a concrete trench that a bus goes down. I've never heard anything like it, but it sort of works for us. So that's become my like a bit of a tourist spot as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, that's all right. Yeah. I'd love to have a go on that. Don't have a train station, but you've got the first bus trench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, there, there yeah. you go. What a, what a claim to fair. Isn't Bad Kingdom Brunel doesn't know you know, what he's talking about. <laughs> You want a bus trench? Bus trench, mate. Yeah. <laughs> That's brilliant. Like in so I'm from Hull and we've got we say we've got the world's only submarium. It's the deep, which is it's an aquarium, but because it's got a lift that goes down, they've given it a new word. <laughs> and they've called it a submarium, and it's the world's only one. So it sounds so exciting. Yeah. I suspect maybe the 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 busway is the world's only busway. Yeah. The world's first and only bus trench. Great. And I love Hull, by the way. Speaking Do of you? keeping it Hull, my mate Banksy, not that one, <laughs> was in a variety of, of like art top mad bands in the nineties. One one was called Pop Christ. And wow. um, we used to play we used to play all the time in places like uh, the Adelphi oh and my the Wellington. God. I used yeah, to live yeah. next we used to, door we used to... to the Adelphi. Wow. Did you see Pop Christ live? I might have done. You would know. You would know. Uh, PTSD would would tell you that. What was the genre of Pop Christ? It was. A, it sounded. A bit, it was like um, an angle grinder falling off a skyscraper, <laughs> but with but with but with very satirical lyrics. Like all I can really remember is one of our, one of the songs is called Manic Street Nietzsche. You got. You got to get I'm this in. album out. You got to get the band back together. <laughs> was he called Banksy before? Banks of the Artist was was big. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be annoying. Yeah, it was annoying. And you know what's really funny is that the number of funny things, really, Paul, and he would say this himself, he's virtually blind, right? So visual art's not really his thing, right. uh, our Banksy. But he was a bit of a sort of art bad boy. Like in, in, in 1999, one of his bands released an album a week 
for a whole year. <gasps> An album a week? They really actually did do it as well. You know, I can only give you like an example. A lot of the 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 the, the, the album titles were too rude to say, even on a podcast. <laughs> but like one one of them that I remember was it was just a couple of years after the Radiohead album was out, and it was called One K Computer, and it was like a concept album about the ZX eighty one. Wow! Uh, like, wow. You know, uh, so it, it was it was quite high concept stuff, you know. Yeah, an album a week. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's put. It's put the work in, Paul, and he's not. I don't think he's really received the plaudits yet. Until now. Until now. Until now. You're doing <laughs> a new daily podcast. A daily podcast. That's putting us to shame. And pop Christ to shame. One yeah. album a week. You're doing I, a podcast a day. Crack on, Banksy. Right, <laughs> I, I thought getting into the media was supposed to be a ticket to the easy life, but we're doing it all wrong, I think. <laughs> it's called Sean Keaveney's Daily Grind, and it's basically... It really ultimately is a comfort blanket for the ears more than anything else. I, I don't I don't want anybody to come to it expecting wall-to-wall uh, absolute uh, comic uh, satirical genius because they'll be you know, woefully disappointed. But it's much more about... We're trying to create a kind of cheers bar. Oh, yeah. In the Patreon space, you know. We're trying, we just want to be there every day for you at the end of the day. And we just want to bring you a little comic stroke observational offerings and it could be absolutely anything sometimes they're in the studio sometimes they're out and about sometimes they're chatting to somebody you might have heard of other times you might just be chatting to somebody about you know the sort of uh, the extension of it i don't know we we, we it's everything we, we we're also trying to incorporate sort of that radio element a little bit we're going to get the listeners are going to be a big part of it, you know. They're going to they're going to send us messages, and we're going to weave them into the the program. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just hoping that we can carry on for long enough to not, you know, dr- you know, uh, to be hospitalised with exhaustion. <laughs> yeah, but that that shows that you're putting the effort in. Yeah, that's it. It's a badge of honour when you're hospitalised with exhaustion. <laughs> It hasn't happened to us yet, yeah. but but I'm I'm feeling it. We're not trying hard enough, Ian. That's yeah. why we need to go daily. No, right. you've inspired no, you us. You, you should give yourselves a week off, guys. I think <laughs> you know. It sounds amazing. I think it's a really nice oh, thing, and I'm it's been lovely to chat to you, Sean. Yeah, thanks for coming on. What a pleasure! I hope you'll have me again sometime to talk about you know the, the bus trenches or whatever else. You know. Oh yeah, we need a monthly update on the bus trench. Yeah. Oh my gosh, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank thanks a lot. Thank you so much, Sean. Have a great day. You too. Cheers. See you later, Bye. Sean. Bye. See you later. Bye. Ooh, me feet are wrecking. Well, Amy, what's been happening in Hull? Well, let me tell you, we've had a visit oh, God. from an American. Wow. Oh! Yeah, an American tourist has come to Hull and was baffled. Can you guess what, what baffled him? Um, uh, the fruit sellers? The... It is to do with food. They tried oh, yeah. a specific food and were baffled by it because he discovered he was missing an ingredient. Mm. But what I will say is that I don't think... I think it's slightly... Mm, Leads you down the wrong path here because the ingredient isn't missing per se. Mm-hmm. It's something that you would often have with it. Well, first off, my name's Ian, not Percy. <laughs> and uh, better fun, better fun. <laughs> missing <laughs> per se. <laughs> um, is it like a Yorkshire pudding? It is a Yorkshire 
Yeah. Your pudding. And what did he think was missing? Well, he was eating it dry. Come on. He didn't know, Ian. Jesus Christ. He didn't have the foggiest, as we would say, mm. on this side of the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. Um, what I love is, as well, because this is in uh, Hull Daily Mail, is the tagline is, Brits were frustrated when they saw the tourist eating a Yorkshire pudding like a bread cake. <laughs> to me... That means that makes total sense, but I know very few places call it a bread cake. Mm. They'd call it bread roll, balm cake, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you're the American reading this and you're like eating a Yorkshire pud like a bread cake, you'd be like, well, what? Well, what even is a Yorkshire? It's yeah, a pudding. Places. It's a pudding, and he's eating it like a cake. It sounds like a sweet treat. Mm. People are like, mate, you need to have gravy with it. Shouting at him in the street. Oi, you dry sod. <laughs> you dry sod. Where's your gravy? <laughs> Where's your gravy? Where's that gravy, boy? Where's the gravy? Does it say, did he remedy this? Yeah, so uh, Emily. The American, or is she from Hull? No, Emily Simpson from Hull. Oh, yes, I know Emily Simpson. So she films her friend from the US who's eating the Oxford pudding. Oh. And they put things on TikTok, like food reviews. So basically this American has rated food from zero to ten. And he's rated so far things like beans on toast and fish and chips at Hornsey. Mm. So it says, looking unsure, the man picks up the Yorkshire pudding in his hand, smells it and takes a bite. He doesn't appear impressed at first, but he's going wrong. So then Emily suggests, try some gravy on it. And he said, I was going to ask. I thought it might need some sauce on it. Not sauce! Yeah, this, this. You could have sauce, you could have sauce, you could have ketchup, you could have whatever you want. But basically, he dips a corner of the Oxford pudding into a tiny bit of gravy and takes another bite. Mm. He concedes. Finally, finally this man begins to see. Mm. He says, pretty nice. And he scores it, can you guess what he scores it out of ten? For pretty nice, six. It's a 7.5. Oh, really? Pretty nice, 7.5. 7.5, pretty nice. What's his ten out of ten? Good. <laughs> Very pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty, very nice. Oh, yeah, that was very pretty nice. Very pretty nice, Miss Daisy. <laughs> There's another quote here. I'm starting to think that they use gravy to flavour foods. Says This is a viewer on TikTok. Mm. Yeah. What do you think we use gravy for? Just like, like our food to be wet. You've got to have wet food. Mm. Wet food is better. Food. Yeah, wet food is bet food. <laughs> the weather that well, wetter food is better food is is there available for us? And we're just going wet food is better food. <laughs> yeah, no wonder we don't work in marketing. The wet, the bet. When it comes to food, the wet, the bet, the bet. And, yeah, so, so uh, an American viewer on this TikTok says that our food is bland and describes Yorkshire pudding, well, says, so it's like a crispy croissant in a cup shape? Question mark. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't mind other countries calling our food bland because, I mean, it probably is comparatively. Let's, but let's when say the it Americans, like it is. It's crap. It's shit. It's Crap! But when the Americans say it, uh -huh. and they're coming over going, oh, your food's real bland. <laughs> Have yourself a hamburger. Oh, yeah? What, a bit of meat between two bits of bread? That sounds crazy. <laughs> Fuck off. 
Dickheads. Dickheads. All you have to do is get a dry bread cake, mm. dip it in some sort of meat juice. Yeah. The wet, the better. The wet, the better. <laughs> you know it. I know it. Yeah, you've got a bit of meat, two bits of bread. Boring. Yeah, all of our f- best foods. They need a bit of wet. Oh, this apple crumbles a bit dry. Then put some custard on it. Yeah, the sweet gravy. Mm. Every dish should either have, accompanying it, a milk for cereal, perhaps, mm. a gravy for anything else, mm. and a custard for something sweet. I use three gravy trays a day. Yeah. I've got, I've got one for me oat milk, yep. one for me gravy, and one for me custard. And when I have my milk, I, I heat my milk up and yep. I put a bit of uh, flour in, yep. whisk it up just to make it thicker. <laughs> yeah, then put it in the oven for like 20 minutes, yeah. let it rise, then you have your cereal in the Yorkshire pud. And if that's bland, then maybe you should take your ass back to the US of A... <laughs> And eat your fucking hot dogs. Because <laughs> you know what we say, Yorkshire pudding is good. Ding. 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 Oh, yeah. So that's what I've got to say about that. And I think I think we've made our thoughts pretty clear. Yeah. If anyone doesn't feel our thoughts are clear, just yeah, email in. And we'll, we'll clarify email our them. thoughts over. We'll come round to your house and tell you how much you love Yorkshire puddings. Yep. Yorkshire puddings. Ian, what's been going on in Ghoul today? So, we talked about this in our live show in Edinburgh, which at the time of recording has potentially been deemed too poor quality. <laughs> um, not in the content, but the con- We had the recording. so much fun. Yeah, it was... It was the, brilliant. The gig of our lives. Yeah. But I think the microphones have just picked up, like... <laughs> Like, yeah, we shouldn't have done it like that. Why did we do it like yeah, that? Yeah, I thought it was a funny voice today. I thought it was a hilarious voice. Yeah. I kept just going... Vroom, vroom, vroom. Yeah, yeah, you made drilling noises yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, it didn't come out well in the recording, yeah. apparently. But in that recording, it talked about how Ghoul has two iconic water towers. Yeah. Now disused, called the Salt and Pepper Pot. One of them is stouter and white, and um, one of them is sort of a thin brown one, like a pepper grinder. And I thought they were called the salt and pepper pots because they look like salt and pepper pots. But the issue is, for the 200th anniversary of Go, they want to make actual salt and pepper pots to commemorate them in the style of the salt and pepper pot water towers. Uh-huh. But Ghoul Town Council couldn't agree on which one should have salt in and which one should have pepper in. But Ian, it doth seem so obvious. Yeah, I mean, as you're listening now, Google salt and pepper pots Go. Unless you're driving. Oh, yeah, unless you're driving, in which case, get it on Bing. Um, <laughs> but one of them looks like a pepper grinder. Yeah. And one of them is white, like the colour of salt. Yeah. So they were divided 50-50 because the Ghoul Town Council was so old, they, they predated pepper grinders. Used to be like little pots of pepper. That's it. Then the Italians come over with the fancy... Um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what I'm trying to say here... Is in my mind, it's like 99% to 1% yeah. obvious which one is salt and yeah. which one's pepper. Yeah. It's 50-50. They've opened it up to the town. Mm. The town have got to have a town-wide vote on which one of two disused water towers I think most looks like a salt pot and most like a pepper pot, which is mad in itself. But um, they've got the results back. <gasps> the results are in! Yeah, Civic Society... Wait, do we need a drum roll? Civic Society trustee Stephen Walker said, 
It's been a great debate, both in person and on social media, and the people of Ghoul have spoken. The verdict is... 60-40 in favour of the white concrete tower being salt. So, 40% of the town... You've got to Google these things for the, the thin, brown, pepper grinder-shaped one should be salt. 40% of the town. It's, it's mad when you see these things. Do you think... Oh, we'll put them on Instagram. But do you think some people are just trying to be insolent? Is that the word? They could, people could be trying to have a laugh, but this is the problem, Amy. 60-40. So many people have been trying to take the piss... That what if um, the results had been 64 the way around oh, and 50% man. of those people were like, oh, well, no, I've got to take the piss. And people are saying that. And then we've got the wrong salt and pepper pots. We've got the wrong salt and pepper pots of our salt and pepper pots. Oh, it doesn't bear thinking about, Ian. Yeah. Has there been any reaction from the town? Are people pleased? Well, this made it into the Guardian, BBC, ITV <gasps> and even ABC radio station in Australia. And uh, Margaret Hicks-Clark said... For a couple of weeks, the story was everywhere. Friends and relatives from all over the country were getting in touch to say they'd seen our story in the national press. My sister-in-law in Sydney listened to me talking live on Australia's ABC radio. Quite the surreal experience. We couldn't believe there was so much interest in ghoul and our water towers. You could say it was a storm in a salt and pepper pot. Yeah, she's having fun with it. I do feel passionate that the white one is salt and the one that looks like a pepper grinder's pepper. And I understand why you Mm. feel that way. Thank you. But anyway, yeah, all sorted now. Fee you. So what will happen to them? Will they be like tourist hotspots? Well, I think first off, they're going to be made, someone's going to have to design them, make them into ceramic pots. And it's not until 2026 when the 200-year anniversary is. So then we'll better get our own salt and pepper pots of the salt and pepper pots. Oh, well, In that, a mere three years. Just three years to <laughs> yeah. wait. Um, I'm going to look to give a shout-out to the people who did the uh, road trip Pumpkin Billy Rose, hello. The coloring book creator who was suggested to do an all the news coloring book, which looked so amazing. Yes. FYI. Um, so her and uh, her partner, I presume, did a road trip. They went to Hull. The tweet that they, they tagged us in says, um, had to go to Hull, so we made a Northern News pod road trip out of it to Ghoul's controversial salt and pepper pots and the Humber Bridge with a stop off at the Half Moon pub for Yorkies. Sans seaweed at off menu official. That's my. Uh, yeah. th- you need to go into deep law of Amy Gledhill podcast to know all of that. But they went on the they went on a road trip. How cool is that? And also, it just sounds like I can't think of a better day. Salt and pepper pots, Bridge. Yorkshire puddings, bridges. Oh, let's it's be stuff friends. dreams are made of. Well, huge shout out to you both. Thanks for doing that. Thanks mm. for uh, tagging us in. Yeah, we feel included on that trip. I might as well have been in the boot of the car. Oh, get me on top. It's Ian in the boot, me on top. <laughs> like, we could be like, probably two seats at the back of the car. No, strap Amy to the uh, roof, put me in the boot. As If I've got enough air to make it to Hull, I'll be all right. It's a, it's a minivan, there's like eight seats. I'm on the roof or I'm not coming. <laughs> Um, oh. If you go on a road trip and you want to send send us it, send us it. Mm. Oh no, we shouldn't have had those sugary oh, it's, treats. The crash is coming, isn't it? Yeah. The crash is real. But the um, crash is coming just as the episode's ending. So what, that's a, okay. what a time to to wind down. What a time 
to end an episode. As all the adrenaline leaves my body. <laughs> Trying to stay awake just to say thank you. Thank no, you thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we've been adding stuff to our Instagram, so little stories. So I'm going to put up the salt and pepper pot. Yeah, yeah. You need to see it. You've got to see so it. It's so obvious. You've got to sign up to our Patreon and Apple subs as You've well. Just if you want bonus to. stories. Some of the bonus stories, I'm not saying it's edgy. I'm not saying we become edgelords on the no. bonus stories. But some of the stories are ones you'll be like, you can't, we can't talk about that on the normal podcast. There's no. too much uh, death and feces in it. We'll get it on Patreon. Get it on the on the bonus, bonus, bonus. Mm. Join the bonus club. And a big thanks to our special guest, Sean Keaveney. Absolutely. Captain Keaveney, as I live and breathe. Sailing the busway to heaven. <laughs> He's not died, Ian. <laughs> He's yeah, just doing a weird, daily podcast. He's doing a daily podcast. <laughs> you've got you've got to listen. He's putting the effort in. Every single day. And that's Sean Keaveney's daily grind. Then I guess we'll see you next, next week. Next week. For on some more, more Northern, Northern Podcasts News. news. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone, it's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording the show, it's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.